Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Atmosphere here is they want to win and, and, you know, not just go to the playoffs, but win a World Series. And and like I said, that's a a contagious atmosphere to be a part of. You know, obviously the moves that AJ and and the front office has put together, it's... uh, it's exciting and you know that's the that's the mentality that that they're perceiving out here and as players that's that's what you want so um you know to be a part of that group and to be a part of a a trade to come here it's uh it's it's special fun entertaining knowledgeable all right all right yeah right live and local it's time for the fan morning show with bart winkler Good morning, everybody. That was Josh Hader. How about that? Josh Hader. Read between the lines on that one. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Lakeland University Studios, where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. Proud members, the both of us, of the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club, where you can sign up at scrubadub.biz. Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Hard to say. Easy to use. Wash your car every day if you choose. Get unlimited car washes for as low as 13 bucks a month. We have not planned out. Uh, there's so many things that we want to do. Some things we end up doing. We've never done this two-on-two basketball game, and then Rami left, and we screwed up on that. But I do want to do the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Pub Club, <laughs> where we go to all of them in one day. Let's do it. I think there's 10 in the area, 10 to 13, Yeah. in the greater, oh, Milwaukee, in the area. greater Milwaukee area. And that's before if we count West Bend or not. The Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Pub Club. That's what we're aiming to do. So my text message said, tell Bart I say hello. I go, what? So. Who's that? My friend. Your friend in South Carolina? Yep. She's listening? Yeah. Then she then she said, when will Toby be on in South Carolina? <laughs> Who is this person? Can she call in? No. Now she's at work. She's done. She's not listening right now? No. Well, what's the deal? Nothing. You guys... No. Then who is she? Just a friend. Is it a friend zone situation? It's, it's like the brew, a brewer situation, right? Wow. So you love her and she don't love you back? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, maybe. Is it? Maybe. Or are you friend zoning her, you dirty dog? I don't want to say too much because, you know, there are some people that listen to this show that will then take it onto Twitter and start asking me a million questions. Tony from Texas. Okay. That, you know, he doesn't need to know. Are you Mr. Friend Zone guy? You dirty dog. Len is in Waukesha. How the hell you been, Len? Yeah, I, I, I just had to call in about this hater thing because it's worse than just a bad trade. It, it's 
This is everybody's blaming David Stearns. This is what's scary about this. This is Mark Ananasio. This is Mark Ananasio. Yeah, I don't think Stearns you. wanted to do this trade. Yeah. I really don't. It's it's not. You could just hear the way it was told. This this is uh, Tim Allen says. Why didn't you call out? They had all. They said that they had. They listened to any trade that came in, and they were getting them. So if this was Stearns. Wouldn't you, you got this offer from San Diego, wouldn't you call that team back and say, hey, look, I've got an offer for Hader. Do you still want him? What can, what's your best offer? No. The reason that this trade was made was because you, they can say, you still have a shot at the World Series with our bullpen being replaced with that Trevor, the guy, Trevor Rogers. That's why they took this trade. And, and that's Ananasio telling us he just wants to keep being in contention. You don't have a chance to really win because you're not going to ever go all in. It means that – boy, I'm just so frustrated with no, this. I'm the same way, man. I mean, you're, you were, we are never I, – hey, I, I've been following these guys since 69. And I put up with lousy teams because they were an expansion team. I went through the rebuilds. I went through the 2000s, early 2000s. That, and I, I understood what was going on. I backed the brewer, the tax for Miller Park because I wanted baseball here. I'm sick of backing these guys. I backed the rebuild when Stearns came in because it made sense what he said. Okay, five years. I, who wants to wait five years for a decent team? He took him. It was faster than that. David Stearns is the best general manager in the major leagues. And given the same payroll that the Dodgers, the Mets have, this guy would put up a dynasty because he knows talent. He knows this wasn't a good trade. He can't say it because Ananasio, I've had it with Mark Ananasio. I really, I, I don't, I'm, I used to back him. I used to think he wanted to win. He don't. He just wants to see two and a half million people go through those turnstiles. I'm going to tell you, Milwaukee, right now, if you want to tell Mark, show Mark Ananasio that you want to go all in for it once in a while, Stop going to them. I don't know. I won't go to another brewer. I, 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 I don't. Me. I don't know that you believe that, Len. I, I do believe that. I do believe that because because I think a lot of people want to say that, but I like I'm going to a game next week because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I, I won't. You can give me free tickets. I ain't going to this. <laughs> he can. He can. He can eat his hot dogs and buy his beer. I'm not doing that because that you're never going to get a World Series here ever. The reason the Bucks got a world championship because people with deep pockets came in there and put money out to do it, and they'll keep doing it. Those guys want to win. They don't care. They're making money on the Bucks, but their, their main thing is Miller, the Miller District. I mean, uh, the, the Deer district. district. Yeah, yeah. Deer District. That's and that's. Ananasia should have done something like that, but he doesn't care because we're dumb enough to keep filling in parks. Yeah, and I'm dumb enough to keep going. Len, thanks for the call. Stay strong as long as you can, but I feel like at some point you'll be dumb enough to go there too. No offense, of course, with all due respect. A couple of things from uh, David Stearns.
uh, with uh, reference to what Len was saying, good call from Len, about how they didn't call anybody else. For the last three years, and you said it, for the last three years, any time you get into a trading season, whether it was the trade deadline or the winter meetings, uh, we would have teams call us. Um, we have never uh, we have never made an outgoing call on Josh Hader. Um, and that was true this deadline as well. Um, but we, we have received many incoming calls. Um, and that was true this deadline. And as we always do, we listen. And um, in this case, uh, we had a couple of very aggressive um, teams that pursued Josh. Uh, and ultimately, this San Diego deal was one that we thought was in the best interest of our organization. So we can naturally say that, well, if you like that trade, why didn't you start calling around and offering other deals? Were they afraid that they were going to lose the San Diego trade? I mean, it's Josh Hader. You're, you're going to be able to get something for him. But also, why was the rush? The, you don't take a phone call and agree to the trade unless you feel some sort of sense of urgency. And where was that coming him? They could have still continued to talk hater trades for another 20 hours. They traded on Monday. Trade deadline was Tuesday. They took the uh, closer of this team off a first-place team because they never want to have prolonged periods of pain. These are difficult decisions. Um and as, as we've done our best to determine how we can extend our window of competitiveness for as long as possible, uh, how we can avoid some of the deep down cycles that certain organizations have experienced, we believe that making decisions like this, regardless of how difficult they may be at that point in time, is really essential. Um, you know, Mark, his family, our ownership group, um, they are not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, our fan base is not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, in order to avoid those prolonged down cycles, uh, we believe occasionally making a very difficult decision like this um, is needed. And, and that's why we made the move today. We always talk about when David Stearns talks, I mean, you could replay the interview at any time. He always says the same thing. He didn't say the same thing there. He's talking about Mark and his family. He's talking about the fans. He's talking about everybody that's not him. There's a major deflection going on there. Stearns does not want this trade on his resume. I don't care. I don't. That's what I'm hearing. And then how do you think the clubhouse will react? We heard Devin Williams throughout the show. Miserable. But they'll be professional. I've talked to a number of our players. I've talked to a number of our coaches. And I think people understand um, the business side of this, people understand that difficult decisions have to be made. Um, and they're sad to lose a friend. Um, they're sad to lose a, a, a really good coworker. Um, and I, I think they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, but, but sure, it's still tough. You know, a lot of these guys have known Josh for almost the entirety of their professional careers. Um, they've come up together, they've grown together, they've won a lot of games together. Um, and so this was for, for a good segment of our clubhouse. Um, this, this was difficult news. Um, I do think they'll, uh, they'll rally. Um, I think they have confidence in, in the other players we have in our bullpen in our arms and in, in what our team currently is. Uh, and very understandably, I think, I think there's some sadness about seeing a friend, um, walk out the door. Yeah. Just quick reaction from two guys, Devin Williams. 
Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, <laughs> a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it. And then the beginning of uh, this Woodruff soundbite. Honest reaction when I first saw it, I just uh, got done playing a little golf and I saw the news and I thought it was a joke. I mean, come on. How's the clubhouse going to react? Well, they're very sad and they thought it was a prank. Incredible, incredible, incredible comedy here. The Sean O'Connell. Hey, Sean. Hey, good morning. I was um, worried you weren't going to find the new number, the 677-1250. Well, the lady that works at the nail salon that got the, that your old number, um, she hasn't followed uh, Milwaukee baseball since the Braves left, but very oh, nice lady. Okay, well, you've been calling the old number? All right. Well, you know, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, real quick before I start on the Brewers, uh, Audrey, Aubrey Marcus, um, he has a, a fitness and nutrition company called on it that a couple years past AJ Hawk was a sponsored athlete by them. And that's probably the connection for um, Aaron Rodgers. And they this do podcast is two and a half hours long. That's what they do. It's the, one of those stream of conscious type things. And they talk about um, metaphysics and whatnot. That, I can't uh, believe that there's going to be Packer fans that listen to this thing today. That's insane. Yeah, that, and, it, and, and it will probably be outside of their normal um, uh, out of pocket for them. And um, But some people may also just will discover it and be like, oh, my God, I'm kind of into this. So you never know. But, yeah, it will not be. X's and O's type things that will be more, um, like, as I said, metaphysical and whatnot. And, and I will say uh, when I was competing in athletic endeavors, endurance sports and combat sports, I used on it products and I, I found them to be successful. And I would use uh, the Vitamix that I got from um, Mark Antanasio when I married my first ex-wife <laughs> that, uh, to, to mix them up. So, and uh, to that point, yeah, uh, this is about the most Brewers thing <laughs> that could happen in, as, as you've called it, we potentially are in the golden age of Brewers baseball. We should be. We should. We very well should be. And um, and the, you know, it for Mark uh, and his ownership group, which also includes uh, what's her name, uh, Jamie Gertz. Um, star from the lost boys and also the runaway from uh, crossroads solid movie if you haven't seen crossroads with ralph macchio you gotta check that one out steve Vai on the guitar forget about it anyway um yeah it is winning they win the, the, the world series financially every single year just like uh, that gentleman len he had a fantastic call and i really feel bad for the guy and he is right on so many levels um they win the, the financial World Series every year when they have they're at that perfect when you get your pasta boiling just right. It's not overflowing, but it's oh, it's just and you got the the lid on the pot tilted just right, and it's oh, it's got a vigorous boil. That's where the Brewers are financially. They're in a sweet spot where it's sustained financial success and. The, 
as you very, very wisely pointed out, and I love the analogy, instead of going to the rose store to buy roses, they are out in the wilderness picking roses. Fantastic. You hit the nail right on the head part. Thanks, Sean. I always do. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. And Don't so do you. I mean, that's people. what I, I meant. You, I mean, I didn't. I, uh, thanks, Sean. Yes. The Sean O'Connell out in Madison. Uh, Bernard says, loser franchises do loser things until the Brewers can prove they can and will go all in, have better ownership that actually cares about winning games for that matter. This is what you get. Teams that can make it to the playoffs only to be better than some other team's speed bump. Yeah, look at that. The Brewers, the Brewers get in the playoffs. They're good enough to get in, but they're they're not good enough to win. That's why we keep losing to teams that go to the World Series. Is it's like a stepping stone. You think anybody's gonna be afraid of the Brewers in postseason? Probably not. Alex is in Tosa. Alex. Hey, good morning, Bart. Hey, Alex. I'm uh, I'm really disappointed in this trade. I just think it's just seems cowardly to me when you look at all the arbitration that they went through and control with Hater, And it's just like they used his arm up until the, you know, very last bit of control that they could get. And they never even wanted to try to try to pay him or try to offer him a deal. Uh, I, I recall it got ugly there in arbitration for a while and uh, arbitration obviously went the way of the Brewers. Usually arbitration does go in favor of the club instead of the player. So maybe there was some some bad blood there that they knew going into contract negotiations this offseason, and they just wanted to avoid an ugly situation. But, I mean, he's been so good for us. Best closer in the league. I would have liked to at least see them try to – to re-sign him. But they took what they could get, traded him for a couple prospects and some assets, and now we got to retool. But we never really addressed our needs coming into the trade deadline that are going get to get us over the hill, get us over the hump. And what Brewers fans really want is that World Series again. I've not seen it in my lifetime. I'm not old enough to ever have seen one. And now I'm starting to think I might, you know, be in my mid-40s by the time I ever do see one. You know what's going to be fun, Alex? What's going to be fun is when Josh Hader has a great second half and the Padres flip him in the offseason for a better package than the Brewers did to the Padres. I could see that as well. And it's all because they were just too cowardly to actually go into negotiations with him, pay him for being the best closer in the league, what he earns, but they want to keep that payroll under $100 million every year. When baseball is the one sport where there's no cap, you could spend the money if you wanted to, but you hide behind this small market facade that we can't afford it. And it would only take two to three years to go all in, and then you go right back down to that bottom of the barrel payroll. But they want to stick right in that sweet spot of $90 million, $100 million, can't go over that, and it's, it's extremely frustrating. Thanks for the call, Alex. Yeah, you bet. I always thought it was interesting when Mark Antonazio talked at the home opener and he was questioned about the payroll, as he always is. One of the things he said was, well, we are we are spending a lot of money. We're paying Josh Hader $11 million. So he already thought that that was high, like it was an overpay. I'm not asking the Brewers to 
sign Josh Hader to a five-year, $110 million deal. I'm asking him to not trade him when he's your closer on a first-place team. And if you are going to trade him, get something that can make your team better. If you're going to say, hey, we, we got a lot of guys in the pen that we like, and we'll make some other moves, but we do need a bat. So we, we understand that we can trade this guy. It's a risk, but it's a position of strength, and we'll get a couple bats for that lineup. That's different. You traded Josh Hader essentially for two prospects and then two arms that you know you think can maybe fill in the gap here to make up for what you gave away. And the bullpen, the strategy of going all about the bullpen – you gotta be you gotta be like winning games. And so you're gonna have to score runs. Pitching and defense, pitching and defense, pitching and defense. This isn't other sports. You can't score on defense. You can't score when you're on the field on defense. The Brewers could have the best pitching in the league, the best defense in the league. But if you're going to never score a run, you're never going to win a game. We're heading to Canton this weekend. God, I need it. I'm just going to immerse myself in football for a few days. We are going to Canton this weekend. Uh, really looking forward to that. Gary and I are going to hit the road, Ellerson and I, tomorrow. We'll have the live big show show for you on Friday, 10 to 2. And then the Road to Canton show will be broadcasting live from Canton from 7 to 10, giving you the latest on what's going on with Leroy and looking back at some of the fun moments that Leroy's had on this journey that all coming up this weekend. Brought to you by Current Electric, Schneider National, and your local pick-and-save stores. More in just a couple minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. And we are live in the Lakeland University studios where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. We are talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. I could divert too much Brewers today. I could divert. Uh, LaFleur wants to put Rashawn Gary in bubble wrap. No. Aaron Rodgers, two and a half hour podcast with some self-help guy. Absolutely not. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christian Watson isn't practiced yet. Nope. Any of it? Okay. Well, then let's get out to Brian in South Milwaukee. What's up, B? Hey, uh, well, first of all, have a great time in Canton. That's definitely on my bucket list. And, and uh, man, that, that's a great opportunity for you. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be a little starstruck. There's going to be, like, a ton of people there. 
<laughs> it'll be a it'll be a great time to be out there. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. With getting back to the Brewer trade, I mean, it just to me seems like they they really settled on this, uh, and they could have done done better. Um, yeah, they got Rogers back, who was their top closer, and people say, well, there's only one save difference between the two. But but let's face it, the Padres aren't giving up Rogers and three additional players if he's even remotely close to the ability of what Hader is. So they knew something there that, that uh, you know, that Hader is just far more superior than what, what his ability, what Rogers abilities are. And the players they got back, I mean, the minor league players weren't even their top tier prospects, really. I mean, they, they, they use those to get Soto. So it just seems to me like they, they got taken on this trade. It just, you know, I would have rather seen them sit with Hader and not trade him and then try something in the off season. At least, at least get one professional bat back for him. I mean, prospects are exactly that. And, and you look at the CC Sabathia trade for that because the Brewers sent some really good top prospects back to Cleveland and they actually ended up doing absolutely nothing in the major leagues. So the Brewers got the better deal on that one. Man, I really thought that, if the Brewers were going to trade Josh Hader, I'd completely overestimate or un- whatever. I was like, he's got to be involved for Otani or uh, Soto. Completely wrong. Well, a- absolutely. I mean, it, it, I don't know. You just look at it and you're like, this is all that they could garner in return for Josh Hader. I mean, it, it's just surprising how little value they really got back in, in return for him. Yeah, crazy stuff. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. You bet. Have a good time in Canton. Oh, thanks, buddy. That's nice. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. Again, going to Canton. So Gary and I will be doing the big show. It's going to be hot there, too. So not only do I have no clothes to wear, but it's going to be hot. 677-1250. And then again, we're going to be doing the big show and uh, the Road from Canton show, 7 to 10 on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to tune into that. Uh, I think you actually listen too much to the station. Do I? How how much do you listen to the station? No. I, I mean, I listen. Yeah? Yeah. Kevin Holden. I was on with Kevin Holden yesterday. He's breaking, cutting me off to tell you the things you were tweeting him, texting him. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I know you want your airtime when you call into that show. Well, I do. And not, not, that, that, not that you can listen to the station too much. I mean, I was... I wanted to see what you were drafting because I feel like when you draft, it's a draft for us. Oh my God! For the mock draft, like we're together. You are killing them, by the way. Yeah, no one cares. I, I think that uh, because the Odyssey app has so much great content on it, I just I don't want you, you don't want me to, to get too wrapped up in just this show. Okay. Yeah, there's so much to get to on the Odyssey app. Okay, you know what? I will listen to something else today. How about no? That? Like certainly the big, but that's that's the challenge because you got to catch the big show uh-huh. and you got to catch the afternoon show. Yeah, but then there's so much other great stuff on there, like Hey Maine, like Hey Maine, Hey Maine. That how do you not? How do you not stay with it? How do you how do you find the time? Maybe I need like three speakers going at one point. I have one in my kitchen and one by the TV and then one in my bedroom. So I can listen to three yeah, different things. That might be things. a start. Odyssey. Da, 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 station. Yeah, you know, that might be a good start. Uh, we had an interesting... So we had, I would say, how many people got through today? 20, 25? 
calls. Oh, God, yeah. All right. So I, I can distinctly tell you that there were three of them that were pro-brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy named Brett who's been calling this week. He calls all the time. He He's, he's, he's Mr. Positive. He doesn't like a lot of what happened, but he still wants to say rather than focus on that, let's look at the good things that are happening. Uh huh. Just making sure we're on the air. Yes. Yeah, yeah so we are. I just there's flip. a storm of brewing I outside. I, I don't know if I flip over to this. And I'm checking. And I think one. we're on. We're on. Yeah. The uh, that was weird. <laughs> the lights went off. Yeah. And then they came back on. Okay. Does the whole building lose power? Like, should I go run out and see? I don't know. Are the brewers trying to shut me down? I think they are. They're trying to shut me down. So we're where are you, where are you going? We're fine. I'm just standing up. Oh, I thought you were leaving. Oh, huh. my my foot is falling asleep. Oh, oh, the worst. So there are three calls. So Brett Brett's call. All right, you know he's positive. There's another call from a guy named Al. And Al eventually told us that Mark was at his wedding. And got him a Dutch oven. So th- that out of him. But then there was a call that was uh, very weird. And I, the guy, the way he approached it, he said, I respect your opinion, so you respect mine. So I let him talk. And I maybe should have cut in and yelled at him, but uh, a lot of people after this call, including Dave, who called in right after, thought this guy was a plant. So here's uh, the highlight from earlier today. Let's get out to Michael. What's happening? And thanks, Barb, for taking my call. You know, I, I respect uh, your opinion on the on the crew, and I, I would really like you to respect what I have to say. First of all, um, the way that uh, the Brewers organization operates, I understand, you know, trading Hater now because of the fact that Hater could have a really bad situation with the Brewers. He could become – he could get hurt. He can uh, – be devaluated and then we get nothing because his valuation has dropped significantly. So it, it, it kind of was a good move to trade him now. And um, not always, it's always a guarantee with teams buying up every talented player to get them to the world series, you know, and, and, and the way the Brewers organization has been rolling for the last couple of years has always been based on pitching and the way council uses his bullpen is very, very critical to the team because uh, time and time and time again, uh, he runs to the bullpen when the starting pitcher ever gets into trouble. If there's a one-run lead, he'll go to the bullpen. He'll use as many arms as he possibly can to get a W. I, I, I just really feel that the Brewers, they what they have, they got really good talent. Their hitters are okay. They're not bad. Um, I, I, I think that they have a really legit shot of still getting to the playoffs and making a good run and getting at the World Series with the talent that they have and the the pitching staff that they have. Um, That's how I feel about the whole uh, situation. Um, I've always been uh, uh, pitching wins games, um, and that's where I'm at. And I, I, I think the Brewers, even though they're down in the clubhouse, and they really do have a job to perform still. And I think that, yeah, it was a gut punch to them, but I think that this gut punch that uh, the organization, their front office gave them is maybe will help the team and they can go out and say, you know what, 
we're going to do it ourselves, and we're going to prove to the world and prove to the front office that we're good enough, and we're going to win a World Series this year. And then whatever happens, and I, I, I think uh, let the dust settle, and I really do believe that David Stearns could come out high and be a genius because he didn't blow the whole farm system just to get to a World Series once. He's got several, several cracks at it. And I, I, I do believe deep down the Brewers really, the fans really don't want to give everybody up and then. Stop it. Hey, man, respect my opinion, sir. Okay. And then he's spouting nonsense and then he swears. Dave is in Cudahy. What is going on right now with this level of stupid? Has the Antonacio dumb seeped into the river water? Bread and toast is a nub, and Michael never had a location, but it had to be somewhere underneath some power lines. Yeah, where was that guy from? This is the worst possible scenario. The, the I wanted Hater gone, but you got rid of him for relief and, a, and can attempt to help now. Got other pitchers that absolutely no one cares about. They didn't get any bats because, like I feared, they came out the All-Star Gate swinging. You ticked off. Each and every member of both the staff and the fan base, well, at least the logical ones, bite of the apple is going to be the Walmart clearance bin version of trust the process. Antonio <laughs> the clown, Stearns is spineless, Brett and Tosa already bought postseason tickets to nowhere, and paint chips. Have a good one. And that was David Cudahy. So those are some calls. From earlier today, I, I reacted strongly at Michael's call was he ended up swearing. So a couple of people were dropping some S-bombs earlier today, and uh, it irritated me a little bit. So, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of uh, days, you know. And then the Brewers had a game last night, which they lost. I'll talk more about that here in a moment. Then late last night, Steve tweets me, where did you see that hater got a win last night and a Grisham had a walk-off home run? From what I can tell, that did not happen. Oh, you got me. I was lying all day. I was lying. It didn't happen. Steve, they played two games yesterday. There was a doubleheader. So if you are looking at a box score, you might have seen the first game. They actually played again uh, later that night. And Josh Hader came in and had a 1-2-3 inning. And then uh, not only did Trent Grisham have the walk-off homer, I'll, uh, I'll give you the audio here. I'll give you the audio of that as well. So here's what happened last night. This is... Again, game two. Driven to right field. High, deep, and it is gone! Trent Grisham walks it off! Padres win it 3-2! to two. So there's the highlight, which uh, maybe maybe you still don't believe me. Maybe I edited that. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just pranking you. Maybe I'm just messing with all y'all. So I really thought, though, last night, you know, last night I wanted to sit down and watch a baseball game, of course, and see what, what happened. I saw the video. I saw Nevin Williams and uh, Council's reaction. and But now you got to go play baseball games. You're still a first-place team. Trade be damned. You're still a first-place team, and you're playing the Pirates and then the Reds this week. And then this should be a, a week where you maintain your lead against the Cardinals. Cardinals have the Cubs. They won last night. I don't know who they have this weekend. Do you know the Yankees? Oh, the, oh, interesting. Yeah, the Matt Carpenter Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they just made a trade together. That was a weird trade. 
Interesting. They traded Harrison Vader, yep. Brewer Killer, for Jordan Montgomery, another pitcher. A lefty. Yeah. Duh. Brewers can't hit lefties. So they traded Jordan. What's their what's their staff now? I'm gonna look that up. Because they've got what's his name is hurt too. And I don't think I mean I think they're fearing the not the worst. Flaherty? Yeah. Yeah, he's done for the year. Uh, yeah, so Flaherty's done. So they got uh Michaelis, Quintana, Wainwright, Dakota Hudson, and they've been throwing this Palante guy. All right, so Montgomery will probably slide into there. Unless they throw him out of the pen, which I wouldn't expect. So they've retooled their bullpen a little bit. Or they're the, the rotation's not they'll, as good as ours. They'll fix it where when they play the Brewers, because we play them a bunch coming up here, where those two will pitch every time because we can't hit lefties. Montgomery and Quintana? Yeah. So they traded for two lefties so that they could that's, beat us? That's, I mean, obviously, that's not why they did it, but why that's not? what we're thinking, right? Why? Why not? Right? they Look, they're trying to win a division. They're trying to make moves that are going to put them in a position to win. You know, Some teams do that at the trade deadline. Not every, but some. So then we watched the game last night, and it's five innings of back and forth, you know, falling asleep. Then the Brewers. Who, say, who says the Brewers don't have any bats? They got three home runs in the sixth inning. Three solo home runs in the sixth inning. Who says they don't have any bats? Corbin Burns then gives up a three-run homer. Boxberger comes in, struggles. It's 5-3. Brewers have the opportunity to score some runs in the seventh. You know, as mad as I've been about Hater and about Adonazio and about everything, I really should have spent more time complaining about Pedro Severino. This is when it all started for me. Yeah, I've talked a little bit about how I'm bored with this season and baseball's dumb and then it got fun again. But this Pedro Severino... I just don't understand it. I don't understand why he's on the team. Again, all due respect. But the Brewers right now are carrying three catchers, which is dumb. But if you're going to use them all, then that could be justifiable. But they're not using them all. They are not using Severino. This is his fifth plate appearance last night since the All-Star break. Then they throw him at first base to like justify his existence on the team. But he came in. They had a couple of guys that they pinch hit for in the seventh inning. Rowdy Telez to put in Brasso to try to hit lefties. And then they they took out Colton Wong, who was three for three, because they put in Severino, a guy who's ice cold. And so I just had a hard time trying to figure out what the Brewers were doing in that situation. I thought, hey, David Stearns has made a bunch of moves that are questionable. Mark's made a bunch of moves that are questionable. Maybe Craig Council wanted to get in on the party. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. So the Brewers lose. Council looked very, like, defeated after the game. Talked a little bit about those roster moves and talked about the outing. Uh, it's still the Pirates uh, Padres highlight over and over. It's on a loop in our computer. Now we're cursed. But Council talked a little bit about that and then, of course, about the outing from Corbin. To see Corbin just struggle with his command like that, especially the walks in a row. Yeah, I mean it's it obviously was a little odd. I mean I think he's uh, he's been battling a little bit um, command and. You know, he, he he did a nice job with it for five innings, despite it a little bit, and got up, made some pitches when it counted. Um, 
and still obviously has the, has the swing and miss stuff going. Um, but, you know, just the, ultimately the free passes kind of got him today. Um, you know, when, when somebody, when they got one with the men on base. When you talk about him battling that for a while, I mean, do you feel like it's kind of been most of the season, like there hasn't been that sustained stretch where he's been really locked in, it seems? Or do you feel like... No, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, I don't think I agree with that. But I think, I think, it's, I think he's, he's, he's pitched very, very well. Um, but, uh, yeah, the last couple um, kind of been battling himself a little bit. Does it seem like the cutter was maybe just quite not all the way there tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I thought the off-speed stuff was good. I thought, uh, but, you know, the cutter, yeah, just kind of missed with the cutter. Um, it, it was good. He just missed with it. And, you know, and I think he, he got, beat, got beat on a changeup there by, by Cruz. Offensively, we've talked to you a bunch. It's, home runs are great, and you want them when they're men on base. Was it just... Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty good night offensively as far as putting pressure on, hitting the ball hard. You know, we didn't get rewarded for anything the first three innings. I thought we, you know, we swung the bats really well. I think we had six balls hard in the first three innings and gotten almost nothing for it. So, um, you know, then we 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 got ourselves a lead and put a good, you know, nice inning in the seventh, and it just didn't just didn't work out. When you face those decisions, especially with Rowdy. Um, how difficult are those calculations to decide whether to pinch hit or not? Um, sometimes he'll hit against lefties. Other times he'll use a righty. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's second and third. A base hit ties the game, and Mike's been exceptional against uh, left-handed pitching this year, and that's a spot to go for. It. I mean, with Wong especially, kind of the left-handed numbers are somewhat glaring this year. Is is his his or Rowdy's game as well? Does that come into consideration how they've hit up in their at bats? On the day up to that point, I don't, I'm, I'm, in like in terms of just when deciding to pinch hit or not, does the guys at bats is how much of a consideration do you have to weigh that leading up to I don't understand. the game? Well, the, Wong and Rowdy had. Oh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Time. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think, I think, no, I mean, I think that, you know, it's it's different pitchers, and that's that's the whole point, and. Um, we got these guys here for a reason, and you know, Mike Mike got on base and gave us gave us his bases loaded at bat with McCutcheon up, which is you know exactly where we want the game. Really, it just didn't just didn't play out. Yes, you so much about these new relievers. McGee's isn't that you know, he hasn't been around that long. What do you think about what you're seeing from him? Yeah, I mean, he's doing a nice job. I mean, not surprised. Um, just he, he knows what he's doing. He's confident. It's um, you know our our you know kind of gamble here was that it was just a, a stretch with relievers that small sample that can just kind of be out of whack and um, he's come in and he's thrown strikes and done a really nice job Council afterwards last night a little confusion there uh, about the question that he was being asked the guy can't the reporter can't come out and say dude Wong was three for three what were you thinking so then we, we phrase it like in situations where a guy is hitting well does that impact when you take it we always we can never like I don't know if, if are they afraid? No, I don't know. I would have probably are asked they the too same. buddy buddy with them? I don't know if that's a Craig thing or if that's like the reporter thing. Like, can you not get? It, I, don't I don't know. I, I can't know. explain it because it, I've been in these situations. It's instead of asking, "Hey, Wong was three for three. Why'd you take him out?" What comes out of the mouth is, "Hey, in a situation where a guy is hitting, I don't know why. I don't know if this is the setting." It's really weird.
interviewing people like in that setting is is kind of weird. I'm just speaking for myself because I'm a big wuss. So you wouldn't ask that question. If you had the opportunity to say, hey, why did you take Wong out while he's going three? Why? Why? I would probably I would have probably two. danced around it like this guy did. OK, I probably said, you know, Colton, I would probably said Colton was three for three in a situation. I still would have said in a situation, in a situation. <laughs> uh, Mr. Milwaukee tweeted in. He says, I am done attending games until I believe the owner wants to win a title, whoever that is. Thank you, Mark, for bringing the Brewers up to respectability. Now it's time for more than average. If you don't want that, find a partner or a buyer that does. You know, Len called earlier this hour and said that he's done going to games. And I said, Len, good luck. You, We want to root for the Brewers. You know, we say sell the team. I think Keith just had a good tweet. He said, um, the, 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 those of us that say, ah, sell the team at Nazio, we want to find another team. We want to root for the Brewers. And we want competent ownership that is willing to spend. We're not even saying that, like, it's not that they did nothing at the deadline. They did something. They went in reverse. They went backwards. And that's still hard to wrap our head around, is that why you would do this to a team that is in contention, why you would take off their closer and then, like, have a, they got, like, they got too many relievers that they even have spots for. So I don't know what the plan is going to be. When are you going to use these guys? When are we going to see Matt Bush? How often are we going to see? When it's 10 to 3. Yeah. So we traded for guys <laughs> that we're going to see. We traded a prospect to see Ke- Trevor Rosenthal, who hasn't been in the league for two years. We could add it as a free agent two weeks ago. Toby Altizer uh, is, is in studio. It's good to see you. The rare times I get to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. You're Now you're doing this show the next two days? I believe so, yes. But tomorrow, somehow, you're also doing this show and the big show? Uh, yes. So you're going to be hearing the entire two hours, two and a half hours, of the Aaron Rodgers podcast with, I don't even remember the guy's name. Aubrey Menendez? <laughs> Something. Aubrey, let me see, I was listening to it. Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus. Dario Melendez? <laughs> Dario Melendez? Holy smokes. And this podcast, the beginning of its whoa, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You you listened to it? I've listened to an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, and it's a big waste of time in my opinion. But the beginning of it's nice. You get to kind of they're, they're talking about stuff that me and you could understand, Bart. And you have a little bit where Rogers is talking about the difference that he he found something in a film that helped him over the last couple of years. Did he say what that was? Yeah, he was ta- talking about. Uh, he was looking back at film and noticed or remembered a thought that he'd had and it was being heavy in the drop and all these different things. And it made him start squatting uh, weights and stuff. So football stuff. OK, because he's said that before that he's there's been something in the film, but he's never like said it. Yeah. So he said. There so was he tells Aubrey Marcus. He's, he said something about being heavy in the drop or something like that. And you heard him talk about that even recently coming out. And okay. uh he said it was something that Tom Clements had with him, so I don't know, whatever. TC. So he goes into that stuff, and it's like, all right, that's that's insightful. That's nice to know. And then they start talking about these cleanses. Oh, the Panchakarma? Well, they call it some ayahuasca thing. Ayahuasca? Okay. I don't know, but he's into, like, psychedelics. Isn't that the line that takes me from Chicago to Milwaukee? I don't want to steal this. Oh, it's the Hiawatha. I don't want to... Um... Spoil the podcast in case you want to listen. Nobody to it. does. <laughs> only you. Only you're 
crazy ass. So uh, at one point, they're talking about how their friendship begins because Aubrey Marcus is like into psychedelics and all this weird stuff. So right up Rogers Alley. So I guess they met because Danica was doing some podcast mm. and they talk about their first interaction and Rogers goes, yeah, so you want me to tell you about one of my best days of my life? He's like, well, I thought it was going to be like the Super Bowl or whatever. He's like, so I was eating shrooms by the ocean and I felt one with the sea. This is what Roger said? That's what Roger said. <laughs> okay, someone is going to have to cut that. Roberts, AR, you're on the shroom beat. How much of uh, I've watched one hour and 15 minutes, and I still got an hour and 21 left. And you're going to finish? I'm, I'm already this far in. I don't understand the thing that's been said past, like, the 45-minute mark, but might as well keep going. Wow. I mean, Better I, I, me. I, yeah. I want to see if there's something. I mean, it's our quarterback that we're covering here, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but the, the, you got to draw a line at some point. I mean, I mean, if he's going to open up, I figure I want to know a little bit about him. It's I, our quarterback. I, I, it's our quarterback. Guy's decked out in a McLaurin jersey <laughs> and a Washington hat. I wish it was my this quarterback. This guy was wearing his Nationals I was the expect- other day when CBS came to record calls. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure uh, what I expected or when this dropped, but I expected like a full podcast notes minute by minute from Horvath. Oh yeah, he'll probably get down and dirty in that. Yeah, I wanted him. I wanted him to do all the hard work, but I guess he's not here anymore. So I guess I got to do it. All right. You, um, you have me. Yeah, make Roberts do it. Yeah. So listen to this whole thing, please. Well, I, I wasn't being serious. We're gonna talk about this. Well, a you gotta get the, the drop. You gotta get the. Oh my. Gosh. You gotta get the ocean one with the ocean drop. Okay. All right. Thanks, Adam. Soto. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. The return. They got a lot for him. And this is what we talked about yesterday. And this is why, I, as a Nationals fan, it's different from what you know you feel as a Brewers fan here. Nationals fan, I can look at Abrams. I can look at Gore, Hassel, Wood. I'm excited about all those guys. You excited about anybody that you brought back for the hater trade? That's kind of where I struggle with it. Like, obviously, Soto, you bring back a big haul, and I don't like trading a 23-year-old superstar. But No, the trade, you, very dumb. If you're going to do it... That's the kind of haul you expect to get back. And so, look, you're never going to win a trade. I, I saw Grant Paulson from 106.7 out in D.C. and Odyssey Station out there saying, look, you're never going to win a trade when you trade away Juan Soto at right. 23 years old. But Mike Rizzo, knowing that he was going to have to trade him more than likely, which I still think is foolish, but if that was the reasoning, then they got about as much as you can possibly get for a dude. Well, that's why it seemed like in Washington there was a rush to do it, which I didn't understand. But it also, in, in Milwaukee, it seemed like there was a rush, like they had to trade Josh Hader. Well, and the thing I don't like is they said, we never made an outgoing phone call on Josh Hader. Well, once you decided you were going to trade him to San Diego, shouldn't you have made an outgoing phone call to other teams to say, hey, this is our offer. You want to you wanna get this upped or anything? Or... Yeah, the only reason you don't do that is if you're so worried that San Diego is going to say no if you shop around a little bit. But San Diego already, they didn't even include any other top prospects. So they could have thrown in another guy, and you saw yesterday with some of the other moves they made, every prospect they had was on the table. So what, what was another prospect for the Padres And then to they got you? Brandon Drury somehow. That's what I'm saying. Like, every single prospect in their farm system was on the table, so what's it going to hurt? They're not going to say no. They might up their offer just a little bit, or they might say this is all we're going to, but 
wouldn't you want to call to some other teams and see if they'd give you something better? Because I think you could have got better than what you got. Man, on Monday, I said the only reason that I would see Josh Hader get traded is if it's for Soto or Otani. If it's in one of those trades, I completely overshot the value of Josh Hader if this is what it is. But then, I mean, you saw the clip. You heard him. He's excited. You heard the Brewers in the locker room. They're all bummed. And I don't know how long that carries over, but I, 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 I talk about the Pirates locker room I was in when um, Mark Melanson got traded. He was their closer, and they traded him, and that was a signal from the ownership group that even though they were contending for it, then it was a wild card because I think the Brewers were way oh, up front. I remember one other spot from this podcast. Oh, yeah. So Aubrey Marcus and Aaron Rodgers are talking about how when you have traumatic experiences, they get stored somewhere in your body, like in your muscles. And oh my God. they were talking about how it can be stored in the back and like maybe it's in your calf or in your thigh or whatever. For Aaron Rodgers, he points to his jaw because Aubrey Marcus just felt the connection with Aaron and he like massaged the jaw and it released the energy of this traumatic experience and it was a tearful moment for both of them. They cried? <laughs> Not they start they start talking about their friendship and they almost start crying on this thing. So it's a yeah, little weird. We are gonna need cuts in this. <laughs> but that but that part I was like, okay, I get where you're coming from that like stress does affect the body, but this is getting a little weird. It, it is it is uh very lucky for Rogers that he's able to throw a football because if he did not have that skill, <laughs> he would be dead in an alley like ten to fifteen years ago. <laughs> sucking on the sewer, hoping for some I don't know. I don't know, man. It is. I'm just waiting for us to have an experience like this. You and me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start rubbing my belly. <laughs> what do you feel? I feel a release, but I don't think it's the uh, positive energy. I got nothing to wear in camp. <laughs> you got to go shopping, man. We'll uh, check in with you guys tomorrow. Toby and the Big Show coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.